This is The M Word. I'm Michaela Hyde. I'm Nick Hyde. And welcome to The M Word podcast, the podcast where we talk openly and honestly about marriage and relationships, including ours. We're married, but this is for everyone who thinks that making a relationship work and last, like most things in life, is worth the effort. Well, here we are. It's the M Word podcast. It's a milestone today. It is a milestone, isn't it? It's a happy anniversary of 20 episodes. Yep, 20 episodes. Whoop, whoop. Hands up if you listen to all of them. Yeah, hey, that's everyone, I think. Excellent. Very ah, good. Well, so yes, and today we're starting off with something that feels kind of a little oh, bit of a... it's fun and lighthearted, isn't it? It's a bit oh. of a meaty subject, isn't it? But, um, well... As obviously the last episode, in fact, the last two episodes, we were talking about happily ever after, but we're kind of having a serious kind of look at that. We were. And then we're going really serious. So we're going from happily ever after to infidelity and why can it happen when we don't think it's right? And the reason we're talking about say, this. That, that, it's not like, I know what would follow happiness really well. <laughs> Let's talk about cheating on people. Yes, well, hey. do you know, when I used to work in schools and we used to work with teenagers, that yep. was one of the biggest fears. We did this relationship workshop. What are your fears about relationships? The biggest thing that came up was cheating. Every single time really? they worried that someone would cheat on them. And what's their them. biggest hope? Because you did hopes and fears, didn't um, you? The, I think there, was, there were quite a few hopes that would come up. So things like trust, um, that, they would, that it would last, that it would last okay. and work um that they would kind of find someone who would be their best friend so really some of the things that we talk about is exactly what people are looking for but the big fear is often this thing about cheating Mm. reliable Um, love reliable love exactly keep on saying it don't we and they're not listening (laughs) you sound like a right grumpy old man there don't you i need to Ah. do you know what i was thinking the other day i need to get one of those grumpy old man hats like a flat cap I'm fairly convinced of your grumpiness without a hat. Is that? Oh, <laughs> that was cheap. If I you know. feel sorry for me, email us at the mwordpodcast at uh, gmail.com. Did you hear that? No. So funny. No. Anyway, so that's that's the subject of this week anyway. So we thought we'd be, it'd that's be interesting. What, old man hats? No, the infidelity thing. So the question that actually, the title of our podcast is the question I was pretty much yeah, so asked. So I rudely interrupted. Why on earth have we uh, decided to look at infidelity? So I'm just going to just give a quick little kind of paragraph about it and then we're going to move on to catching up and then we'll talk about the subject. So um, I was interviewed on a number of BBC regional stations, um, regional radio stations, um, a couple of Sundays ago. um, Seven altogether. There's meant to be ten. Three didn't happen. That was a lot of (laughs) travelling. It was all done from home um, Ah, with my my phone, so that was handy. Um, But it came out of this morality survey that was conducted by the BBC and they found that three in five adults, 60%, who say they've been unfaithful to their partner also say it's never acceptable to cheat. So as I was asked why there was this disconnect between what people say is wrong and their willingness to do the thing that they've condemned. Um, so we're going to reflect on that. Okay, so backtrack a bit. BBC did a survey. Yeah. That was nothing to do with you. Nothing to do with me. But... They then said, right, we want some comments on this. So Yeah, that aspect. It was about morality, so there's all sorts of subjects yeah, yeah. covered. But the one thing that united the nation, if you like, the, the, the percentage that was the highest was 83% of people said it's not right to cheat. Slightly mm. worrying, I suppose, because there's still obviously that other 17%, 17% yeah. that think it's okay, okay, which is interesting. But also, didn't they say that of those that do cheat, the majority still think it's wrong? That's what I'm saying. That that figure I've just given there, the three in five adults, 60% who say they've been unfaithful, oh, yes. 
also say it's never acceptable yeah, to Yeah, sorry, kids. I drifted off for a minute. I'm, I'm back on now. Yeah, Excellent. Very good, yes. <laughs> and not, yeah. So, infidelity, why can it happen when we don't yeah. think it's right? It all knits together perfectly now. It does. I'm so, there. So, now that Nick is fully appraised of what we're talking about, yes. we'll come back to that later so we can, it can sink in a little bit more. Mm. Um, because, obviously, we always begin in fact we've done quite a long introduction but you, we usually begin with what we've been up to yes but of there's course. quite a lot of news going on so we're not going to say very much i know well we've eaten curry that was nice we ate curry Eating curry is always good we did so went out with some friends hadn't seen for a while had curry <laughs> that was you nice know, that was good nice evening it, actually the curry was very good the service was kind of bizarre wasn't it they kept forgetting things and not bringing yeah the service wasn't great but the food was nice which is always most important you know when you do that thing when you say can we have a glass of water and they bring one glass of tap water over for the four of you and you're I like know. I know we'd all like water. Oh, okay. And then off, off they went. And yeah. But the food was really good. Really good. I mean, sometimes really bad service is quite fun. It was. We were slightly entertained by it, weren't But we? when it's like they take ages, that's no good. Yeah. It was It was just about okay, wasn't but it? we did that normal thing and gave a generous tip, even though the service <laughs> wasn't very good. What's that all about? I thought, oh, let's, let's not go Well, on. anyway. So that was that. Another oh, foodie yeah, story. Good. Yes. And we went to The Table. Yes. Uh, which is like it was really good musical event uh, in Brick Lane in a cafe called Kahila. Is that right? Oh, it's no, the, it's, the, the, well, it's called the Husk. The I think. Husk. Is it husk? husk? Or is that the one it's in? Oh, I can't remember. I now. think it's Husk. I don't know. It's no, in Brick no, Lane anyway. No, that's the one that might be in. Um, there's, there's another cafe they've got as well, which is sort of elsewhere. Yeah. We're doing a really good job of selling this. But anyway, it was, good. It was a great it's evening. It's basically food and music. And in it's a live dark music. Room with candles, live music, and just nice atmosphere, really good. So that was a really that nice That was a evening. really cool evening. So if you want to find out about that and you're in the London yes. area, then just email us and we'll tell you yeah, some more about they're it. They're Friday nights, aren't they? They are ever every, so other, often. every other month is right. the is pretty much the plan for those. So yeah, so email us. End of January. Come yeah. and uh, share the table with us. Have some music, some yeah. food. Dude, that'd good. be fun. Vegan broth can't go wrong with a vegan broth. Do you know what? It was really tasty. It was like a um, like a chili bean stew thing. Mm-hmm. But you then bring stuff along as well if you want to. So we brought some cake and we brought some wine as well. So yep. it's a really there's just something really nice about the bringing food, bring it to the table. Let's all share and that's right. S- and a few people. Although singing. we drank all the wine ourselves. <laughs> there were other bottles of wine and we did offer our wine. We tried, but had we to did. drink it ourselves. We did. Well, oh, we couldn't well. take it back with us, could we? So, <clears throat> so anywho, that's what so, we've been doing along with the normal stuff. Kids, work, blah, Dancing. blah, 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 blah. Blah, Dancing, blah, blah, blah. Of course, Bit of yeah. salsa, anyway. Bit of salsa. I'll leave it there. We haven't, we haven't, yeah. We've only done that once, but... We have. One, yeah. two, three, five, six, seven. That's what we've got to remember. Yes, okay, thank you. It's great, because Nick is very good musically, so if yeah, there's any bits... Yeah, but I can't dance. So between us, we're a magic We are a magic team. We are a magic team. You look great and move, and I can count to eight. <laughs> um, we keep saying we should do a little video. We should probably do one, what, shouldn't we? dancing? Yeah. Get no, we don't keep saying that. No, we have said that. I think we have. I think you're trying to pretend that we haven't. Maybe, maybe well, we haven't. we have said that, it was a bad idea and we're not doing it. <laughs> well, we shall see. And if you'd like us to, email us and we will uh, okay, see. Okay, if a few people email in saying, hey, yeah. I'd love to see your dancing, then maybe we'll do a video of what. Okay. Yeah. All Let's right. move on. So, I'm going to edit that All out. right. So, no, yeah, you <laughs> no, say that. Um, so... The kind of what's in the news thing, I mean, that's kind of why I wanted to move on fairly swiftly to the catching up with what's going on. Because, in fact, last time we had lots of news and we didn't even have a chance to finish it all. What's so we're going to. in the news. Exactly. So we're going to try and cover some of that today. We are. Obviously, big thing in the news. I was in the news on the radio, yeah, as you you're know. In the news. And just. And you were on Sky. And I was on Sky you were as well. on Sky TV, doing TV I, stuff. First time ever done Sky News. So um, I was invited to um, comment because there was a survey that Lloyd's had done. Mm. And it was all to do with 
what they're doing, which is called the M word, which is to do with money. So it was quite strange. I, I mentioned the podcast, of course. Yes, big shout out to people on, that are listening to their first episode of the M word because they heard it on Sky News. Yes, yes, indeed. But the fun thing was that it was also the M word was mentioned again in the context of Lloyd's. So it's kind of cool because it yeah. meant we got a couple got, of mentions. They copied us and did the M word, but they called I it know, money, didn't I they? Know they did. Yeah. Anyway, what people really so, want to know? So what? No, no. What people really want to know yeah. is that you've now been into Sky Studios and you've been obviously into BBC mm. Studios, which are better well i mean i they kind of take more more time and attention with your hair and makeup at sky okay so but it was odd because i i didn't i literally was whisked straight into the makeup room i must have looked really awful quick get her in there now <laughs> quick, straight <emergency>. away it was early so maybe that was it i had yeah. a car that came to collect me at 10 to 7 from home nice. um but okay, um, so better hair so, and makeup at sky so they gave it more attention to that but i think generally speaking the welcome was greater at the bbc it was mm. a bit strange and i didn't get any I mean, free stuff didn't get any free stuff, no. No mugs, no pencils. No, I don't get any free stuff at the BBC. But um, and in fact, I got a nice coffee. But I, you get, I got, you can have the pastries as well at uh, the BBC when I did. Really? The, yeah. Little so pastries. thank you, everyone. Your license fee paid for my wife's pastries. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it was, it was, I, it's something it says something about hospitality, doesn't it? You know, it's that hospitality thing, mm, which is a bit deep. like the table we've talked about. That's a yeah. Very hospitable kind of thing to do. So, but anyway, so they so on on Sky News. They were they'd invited me on because there was this survey that Lloyd's had done, and it was to do with um, this survey that had been done on singleness. And it found out that um, of all the singles in the UK, which is about fifteen million of them, sixty yep. percent something about this 60% today, 60% say they are happy and they choose to be single. And so I was invited to sort of comment with another lady who is within that 60%. Yeah, um, yeah. And it was fine, actually, because, I, you know, at the end of the day, if that's what you've chosen, that's fine. But the interesting thing, of course, is it meant that 40% were still unhappy and wanted to be with somebody and of yeah. course you go through seasons and phases in your life don't you where you might feel you want yeah. to be single at this particular time and but really, not necessarily the guest you're on with forever. was making an absolutely valid point that saying because she's single people sort of think oh, are you waiting for, you? for you someone okay? the right don't worry the right person will come along and she's not saying she's never going to be with someone but it's like no i am happy yeah. being single so and I think, it's like, yeah, fair cop. I think Sky wanted us to kind of be, you know, at They wanted an bit. argument, but you weren't having no, it. No, we were love and peace, man. We were, we were. But it was really good fun. It was great to be on there. And it was good to get the M word mentioned, obviously. And I mentioned, yes. we talked about the forever conversation. And I kind of steered it onto that kind of route, really, and away from the singleness debate. Because, as well, you said, it was quite I didn't a short an answer to that. So yeah. then you could talk about yeah. stuff that's more interesting. So, but the thing I was going to mention last time, the bit of news that we didn't talk about, there was an article about Emma Watson, who uh, talked she about... She is married, partnered to she's herself. Self -partner, she's self-partnered. Um, and actually, this survey identified that only 2% of the country have done this, which doesn't surprise me. 2%? 2% of self-partnered, of the single population. Okay. I think so. I've never even heard of self-partnering. No, it's well... Suddenly, one in 50 of the single people in this country have... Well, vows quick maths, Nick, there. Very yeah, good. Thank yeah. you. Um, so, yeah, it was kind of, um, it is a strange phenomena, I would say, yeah. because there was, there was in this article, Emma Watson spoke about it, but there was a longer piece about this. I think she was from Sweden or 
I think it was Sweden. Can't remember. Emma Watson. No, oh, the other person in the article oh, who was right. commenting on it, who had married herself essentially and celebrated her anniversary every year. Yeah. So that was a bit of an unusual thing, and I think well, she'd know if she cheated on herself. Well, she, she would know. She would know, and I don't know how you'd deal with that. But interesting. Yeah, let's move yeah. on. So it was a bit of an, an odd thing, but I, I guess it comes back to that sense of you need to love yourself and look after yourself, which I agree with. You need to mm. believe in yourself and take care of yourself. But I don't think you actually have to marry yourself. I think that's taking it or partner yourself. Yeah. Seems like. So what, I mean, should we explore this in more depth or is there still more news There's to another bit of news, which is oh, a really big one. Stats. Because it's Office only... of National Statistics, I can't say it. The Office of National Statistics. Exactly, the ONS. That's better. Um, but um, they they released some um, data on Friday. and They, they like data, don't they? They I do mean, like you know, data. Their whole office is and about... Well, it is. They are mad about it, yeah. Um, So their new divorce figures for 2018 show a 10% fall in the number of divorces, which is awesome. It's huge, isn't it? I mean, that's good news. And And, we've already been seeing... But isn't it specifically about first five years as well? No, 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 it's not. It's generally, but um, the reason you're thinking about that, I gave you a a comment that um, Harry Benson from Marriage Foundation um, gave to us. In fact, do you want to read it out, Nick? Because I I think it's quite a meaty bit of, yeah... Can so, I yeah. use my BBC voice? Uh, um, you don't have a BBC voice. Oh, yeah, Can you okay. use your old man with the hat voice, if you like? <laughs> There's the title there. Okay, so this is a comment from Harry Benson, the research director of the Marriage Foundation. Whoop, whoop. Uh, divorce now down 50% in the early years of marriage. The stability gap between marriage and cohabiting ever widening. Contentious. That, oh, sorry, I added that. I'm supposed to be just reading it. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, okay, you... quotes. Although administrative problems may have caused some divorces that should have gone through in 2018 to be delayed by a year, this should not stop us from seeing the big story of the sustained long-term fall in divorce rates. I calculated that couples who married five years ago have experienced a full 50% fewer divorces compared to couples who married in the late 1980s, the peak years for divorce. We are now seeing overall divorce rates back at levels not seen since the late 1960s, as in not as low as the 1960s. Yeah. And as a result, falls in the number of lone parent families in the UK. However, we see no evidence whatsoever of a similar improvement in stability among unmarried cohabiting couples, whose breakup rates are typically three times higher. It used to be thought that as cohabiting became more commonplace, it would begin to look more like marriage. It turns out the reverse is true. We are seeing ever greater stability within marriage and instability out of it. Some level of family breakdown will always be with us. Those who do become lone parents need and deserve our support for the heroic work they do. But stable families are the bedrock of our society. If our new government wants to see more stability, it must clearly support marriage and not penalise it, as is currently the case in our welfare system. And there's a pretty graph that starts in 1960 and goes up and goes down. Very good. That was a very good BBC voice. I Thank thought. you. I thought this you'd... is the BBC. I think, I'm sure, if anyone's listening, you might get yourself a little job there, Nick. Excellent. Um, Only if it comes with a free hat. <laughs> but anyway, well, you'll certainly get some pastries. But anyway... That's true. The... Um, it was interesting, I thought, that comment that he's come up with because basically I, there's still been this, almost this myth that, oh, lots of marriages end in divorce. There's been a fall. We've been seeing that falling yep. more and more and more. And um, this this most recent data, the fact that we are seeing 50% fewer divorces happening those first five years, 
That's major. It's huge. It's huge. And be- the reason I'm particularly kind of excited about it is because one of the things that Harry is often identified is that divorce rates are definitely much higher in the first 10 years of marriage because it's harder, maybe have kids, there's more things to yep. bring challenge. So again, it comes back to the fact that people that are choosing to marry are utterly committed to that and are mm. willing to get through the hard stuff and the difficulties. So I think it's really encouraging. So in fact, talking about hard stuff, go on. I'm gonna I'm gonna move on because we are. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, we might come back to this in the new year actually and talk a bit more about this kind of stuff and divorce rates and what that really means. Um, but um, we had an email. Woo woo! Yes, I keep thank that you. noise today. It's my it's my noise this week, isn't it? The whoop whoop. See I if know. you can do one later. Whoop, whoop. Very good, but at a moment later, when, it seems, sorry. when it seems appropriate. Okay, you know. I'll uh, pop one in. All right then. So anyway, so it's actually a really lovely friend of mine, Kathy, and she that's was not listening. Cheating, it's you not know, cheating. I'm just being honest friend though. It was my friend. Us. It was my friend. So she. This is what she said when I was listening on my walk to the station this morning. As I was, in listening to our podcast. Yes. Thank you, Kathy. Um, <laughs> I was. I was thinking about what sustains a relationship during the difficult patches, and whether there is a difference between being married or not when you're going through slightly bumpier stretches. What have you found has brought you through tough times, e.g. when one or both of you are bereaved or money is tight or you don't quite see eye to eye on something that feels important to one of you? Um, So that's her main question. Mm. She's also, I won't read all of this now, but she's also said she'd be really interested to hear us interview a couple that have been married for, you know, 30 or 40 years. And it's something we've thought about before, Cathy, and we will definitely think about how we can do that. It's partly a time issue and making Mm. it work and so on. But it is something that's kind of on the agenda. So maybe over the Christmas break we can do a pre-record or something like that. Yeah, that sounds good. So we'll come back to that. But the, the other question that you've asked about what sustains a relationship and whether there's a difference or not for married and cohabiting couples. And I, my initial thought is that I think when you're not married, um, we've said before, if you've not had that forever conversation and you're not married, well, then there's a potential to be less com- committed, um, that you're less, you know, perhaps willing to see it through if things get really difficult, unless you've had a forever conversation or you've made that commitment in marriage. Um, so I think it sort of comes back to that whole thing about if things get tough it's like if you're like we've said before about training for a marathon if you're signed up to do a marathon you're more likely to keep going even through the really rubbish runs that are really cold and early and freezing yeah. and you you know you feel exhausted but you keep going because you've signed up for it compared to if you think I'll go for a run today and you get outside and think oh it's cold I think I'll go home early you know it's, yeah. it's there's a difference so I think there's partly you know one of those things could be it could be an issue for differences between couples and who are married or not married um but i mean again if you're in that situation email us and give us your thoughts on that yeah and i think i know we mention it almost every week but it it comes down to commitment doesn't it it yeah. comes down to do you have that core foundational mindset that number one you're committed to be with one another it's yeah. having you know it's like having that forever conversation yeah. which we talk about rather than this, that sort of try-before-you-buy mentality, let's see how a relationship goes. And then if you never actually stop and say, is this what we want to do? Let's commit. Mm. Because in, as Cathy says, e- everyone goes through difficult patches, yeah. whether it's external circumstance like bereavement or whether it's something which internally, maybe as a couple, like financial mm. problems and stuff like that. Um, so you are, you know, life, life has challenges in it. And yeah. by being married, you don't escape challenges. So I think for what us... What sustains us? What would what you say? What sustains us um, is that our happiness isn't the thing that 
No, I start again. We're not staying together if we're happy. Mm. And although we, you know, we've talked a lot about happily ever after, there's something more fundamental. It's like regardless of the challenge we face and the disagreements or the arguments we have, um, whether we remain as a couple is so much more foundational for us than the surface froth of we're having a difficulty about something. Mm. It's almost like the top bit of the cake you see is the argument and the difficulty, even if it's something quite big, like, mm. you know, how we spend money or something like that. Or or like Cathy said, it's about challenging times that mean that you perhaps are, are less able to cope with the day-to-day yeah. stuff. And feel I mean, less you know, to... parenthood brings challenges. Dealing yeah. with stuff in parenthood is something which, which we before. find challenging. Yeah. And it, yeah. you know, everyone finds challenging. But that's the surface level stuff. But, you know, our marriage being together is like the foundations of the floor which the table's on with the cake stand with the cake on and the icing on that's a rubbish analogy but you know what yeah. i'm trying to say yeah it's fundamentally we've made that life decision that's mm. what we're going to do and therefore there's a determination to make it work and it gets rid of all the concern or worry that it might not be yeah no I'd and definitely... i know that might sound a bit glib and simplistic but well, that's where we are. If yeah. you ask, what is it for us? So. Definitely. And I think sometimes, you I'm know, glad you agreed. You, if you feel grumpy with one another or things are hard or whatever, that's going to happen. It's just that's just normal life. Um, yeah. And it's then finding ways to manage that. And again, almost these questions that Kathy's raised could be a whole podcast. So I'm going to because we've got our other topic to focus on. I think that we'll probably look at a little bit more about conflict and and how you get through difficult times on a later episode. No, um, I don't think we should. Ah, so, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're so oh, funny. Dear, yeah. Sorry. So, so Kathy, thank you so much yep, for you. your questions and we will I don't feel as though we've given full justice to what you've asked, but it was we quite will, a good answer. It's quite a good answer. Yeah. Well, Kathy, you can let us know. Um if you think it was any good, but we will try and expand on that I think at a later stage yeah, anyway. I think so. so, um I think so. So anyway, I hope we haven't kind of whisked through things too quickly today because I just felt there were lots of things to talk about. But we want to move on now to the topic of today. Oh, I thought the, that was the topic. You didn't. Think I'm that. joking. Obviously. Um, so um, so yes. So we we kind of were thinking, okay, how's it, what's the best way of doing this? So we felt at the end it'd be quite good if I maybe sort of just talk through some of the stuff that I spoke about on on the radio. On yes. each of the radio stations, because they all ask me the, the same question. So, yeah, come on. So, so what did they ask? So they asked, first, the main question they all asked, because just to give a background on this, there's a main kind of producer who contacted me. She talks through what they're wanting to cover and the okay. kind of questions that are going to be coming up. Behind and the then scenes she, at the BBC. She then sends an email to all of the different regional radio stations that are participating in this, yeah. and they... Always have a, maybe a slightly different approach to it, but essentially ask very similar questions. But the key question they asked Shall is: Shall I ask it? It'd be like to. we're on the radio. Yeah, go on then. That'd be fun. What well, can I so, say? Well, it's it's it's. This is written in. Um, this is from the email, but why there might be? Oh, okay. So, Michaela, um, why do you think there might be a disconnect between what people say is wrong and their willingness to do the thing they've condemned? <laughs> so, this is obviously in the context of infidelity and unfaithfulness. Yes. But my initial thought was, well, fundamentally, we all of us um, will, at times, human nature will do things we know isn't necessarily the best thing for us to do. So, you have one slice of cake and... It's lovely and you could stop there. But there's another slice that feels as though it's calling your name. And even mm. though you know it's not so good for your body to have that extra bit of cake or that extra portion of something or other, sometimes you don't do the right thing. You so have the cake anyway. So although clearly infidelity 
cake eating, but the, you're talking about the human nature. I'm talking about the human, so we do things that we don't think are right yeah. and are wrong, and those sorts of things. Exactly. So, okay, so yeah. it's part of our character. It is partly, and I said the same with kids. I mean, on the radio station, I was saying, you know, your kids, you teach them to do certain things, yeah. and they know full well when they're not supposed to do something, but they yes. do it anyway because they don't want to do the right thing always. They don't have the mindset to want to do that. So there is that human nature side of it, but. In the context of infidelity, okay, which is a bigger deal, so I'm not trying yep. to equate it with yeah, cakes, yeah. Um, but um, one of the things that I discovered, there's quite a lot of research online regarding unfaithfulness, okay. and it typically indicates that it's least likely to happen amongst married couples, most likely to happen amongst dating couples, and cohabiting couples kind of fall in between the two, if you like, in terms of rates of okay. infidelity. So I, I mean, you'd certainly expect that with dating couples because mm. if you're people that are dating I guess by definition you just I mean I would think of that as people that haven't had the forever conversation yet because you're getting well, to know someone etc et exactly and that's the thing but I cohabiting said cohabiting is there's there's an element of commitment you're in a you're living together and this is this is really the, the point that's when I brought in the forever conversation on the radio stations because I said it comes back to this commitment to a relationship which is really significant in terms of right. what we say and obviously our wedding vows in it we promise to be faithful to each other now obviously that isn't a guarantee because inevitably it will happen amongst married couples but yep. it it gives that sense of intentional kind of it's an intentional promise isn't it it's this is what i'm seeking to do i'm looking to do this and you're being accountable because you're doing it in front of a whole bunch of people um so again that's why um we say to people if they're not married have you had the forever conversation? Have you talked about this kind of stuff? You know, is this the commitment that you want with each other? And, you know, if not, think about having that kind of conversation. But I think the other reason that I said that I felt this could happen is is more to do with the fact that um, I think sometimes people think, oh, well, why did why did a relationship break down? Oh, well, they were unfaithful. Actually, I think the breakdown or the, the issues within the relationship are likely to have happened before the unfaithfulness has happened. And right. it can be, if you like, a symptom of other issues and problems in the relationship. Mm. So it could be that, you know, they don't spend as much time with one another, they're not communicating together, and they're drifting apart. And then someone else gives some attention to them and they respond to yeah, it. Yeah. And I think thing is obviously um it doesn't you know it doesn't mean that when you get married or you're committed to somebody that the rest of the world becomes ugly and unattractive you know you don't not notice other people yeah but i think it's it's for one thing you know making sure that if there is somebody you know is really attractive and you know there's a bit of a thing for you is if you're committed to that relationship Take yourself away from that situation, mm. that scenario. Take away the other bit of cake, if you like. Yeah. Don't put yeah. the temptation in your way. So you're kind of saying... And call it out. Infidelity Talk to each other. is a potential consequence yeah. of issues in a relationship. Yeah. Problems in a relationship, That's... lack of communication, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. And, um, I, yeah. and one of the things in a relationship is the challenge that you've got to deal with stuff. Yeah. Burying stuff is never a solution. Yeah. Because it just sits there. And the more it's not talked about, the more it's becomes an issue yeah so um keeping things in the open talking about stuff being as one even if the conversations are difficult and yeah. even if it means well, it's not gonna be as happy this evening it's important to have that conversation definitely um and infidelity is a long way down the line but you can see how in some cases 
it will happen as a result of dissatisfaction with a relationship. Yeah. I mean, the other thing, you know, some people might be listening and thinking, well, they know of situations where literally everything did seem absolutely fine and they had a bit of a fling and they were on a business trip or, you know, all these kind of stories Mm. or the sort of things you see depicted on TV, I guess, to some extent. And I think, you know, knowing that, you know, people can be vulnerable and can make mistakes and knowing your own vulnerabilities, as I say, make, you know, put yourself in a place where you are protecting your relationship and you're protecting your your thoughts as well and don't expose yourself to vulnerable situations Mm. um but i do think you know this idea that if um if you if there's somebody that you feel a bit connected to maybe it's somebody at work then tell your other half about it don't just keep yourself and think or you know but actually say to them look i there's somebody at work and i feel a bit of a connection so I'm telling you because I don't want it to become something and that might seem like suicide or like crazy (laughs) kind of behavior but actually by calling it out it then doesn't become a secret and it becomes less dangerous and it's not something that will play on your mind (laughs) yeah um and you know I think talking is so so important so I think getting getting beneath why there might be a potential for this to happen um I think the, the other tip that I gave on the radio and I said investing in your relationship you know not just this kind of stuff we've talked about um but maybe you know finding stuff online finding resources listening to podcasts maybe it's going on a course doing things when things are really good so that yeah, it can grow yeah. and get better rather than wait, waiting for things to go wrong and one one of the radio, say one of the interviewers didn't like that did they no, about she, going on a course yeah she was saying aren't we you know in a very sad state if we, we're at a place now in our society where we have to go on a course to to you know improve our relationship and i and i said no i think it shows wisdom and common sense and i, I actually said you know for example if i decided i wanted to become a tennis player I don't just rock up onto a tennis court and expect to be able to, you know, beat sort of Serena Williams or somebody just because I've turned up there. You have to learn. I don't think I'd ever beat her ever in my lifetime. That's really the best example. Interesting analogy. Go yeah. on. I see but, where you're going. But the point is, if you've got somebody who's, who's learned how to play tennis and somebody who hasn't, yeah. then who's going to come out best? Yeah. And I think if we value something and we want to, to do well, yeah. learn. And, and you it, might It's almost had... like there's an assumption that... Well, if if you care for each other, then the the relationship should work. Yes. And therefore, if you're having to talk to someone about it, there must be a problem. Yeah. But actually learning to make a relationship work and last is something that everyone does. Yeah. And a lot of it is learned from experience. But why on earth would you not learn from the experience of others? Talk yeah. to old people. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and if I, you're not going on a course, chat to people. Like the interview, which we might do with someone that's been married for a long time. Yes, that would be a good one. Um, yeah. And I think as well that if you think about, um, maybe your past experience means you haven't had the role models. Maybe your parents, you know, things yeah. didn't work out so well yeah. or whatever it might be. Um, and learn and I know we're running out of time but the last thing I was going to say is just compare it to like for example parenting if you're a parent I'm I as a as a mum as a new mum I read loads of stuff I was reading books I wanted to learn I asked my mum I asked my sister for advice that's a very good point you know and you don't just think you know I said this again on one of the answers I gave was that you know when I had my kids I didn't think right I've done my bit here they are they're in the world off you go over to you oh why are you going to those NCT coffee mornings you should know how to parent yeah yeah they I Mainly they were for coffee, those ones. It was other things that were, <laughs> okay. were, were, well, no, they are brilliant, some of them, but I went to the ones afters where it's more the kind of catch up. I missed all the bit before. I think you just, that's a detail. Sorry, okay, too much detail. It was a great point. It was a great point. Thank so, you. yes, so Woo-hoo. learn, learn about how to do things well, including your, your relationship. Yeah, that's great. I think that's where we'll end, shall I we? I know, let's go and read a book and chat to someone that's been married and find out what we're doing. Yeah, all right, see if we're doing okay and which bits need to 
need to work yeah. on. Okay. Yeah. Lovely. Um, so look, if you have questions, don't just sit there and have questions. Email us, the yes. M-word podcast at gmail.com. That won't go to NatWest Bank about money because we got there first. <laughs> the M-word podcast at gmail.com. Give us an email, ask a question. We will chat about it on air. And Is it called On Air when it's a podcast? I think so. We can say that. It's, it's, With my yeah. flat cap, it's On yeah. Air. Yes. And and obviously, I've realised as well, of course, we're at the beginning of December, so next one we might have a bit of a Christmassy type feel, Ooh. maybe. I haven't thought about it. I've just suddenly realised because yeah. we're recording this on Put some special jingle music and stuff. And... Could do, yeah. No, it's not going to happen. No. That's great. Right. So 20 so, episodes. 20 episodes. 40 weeks of the podcast. Yeah. It's exciting, isn't it? Yeah. That's really right. good. Well, thank you for listening in. Yes, please do, share. Yeah, please share. share. We'd really like love to see this. Like us on iTunes, this. like us on Spotify, share with your friends, we're on, we're, make nice comments. And I usually share it on my personal account on Instagram and through Marriage Week because yeah. all those things. So, But yeah, Facebook, we've got our own page there, obviously. Share, share, don't, share, don't share, share. Don't keep us just self. Yes. That's greedy. It is. Share yes. us. Okay. I think we've said enough. I know. I think we have. Okay. Okay. Thank you for listening. All right, I'm Hope it's back been in good. a couple of weeks. Yeah. Bye. Bye.